Chapter Five of Eight Keys to Eden by Mark Clifton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Dale Grothman. On ordinary days, there were only the usual few science reporters in the press room at EHQ. They held their jobs by the difficult compromise between the scientists' insistence upon accuracy and their publishers' equal insistence upon sensationalism. Since the publisher paid the salary, since rewrite men like television writers maintained their own feeling of superiority to the mass by writing down to the level of a not very bright twelve-year-old, since the facts had to be trimmed and altered to fit the open space or time slot, even these reporters had a difficult time of maintaining the usual odds that there is only a twenty-to-one chance that anything said in the newspaper or on the air may be accurate but this morning the press room was crowded in spite of all efforts of journalism to stir up old animosities to make news or to force fractional leaderships into rashness which could not be settled without violence the various states of world government insisted upon negotiating ethical differences amicably and factional leaders persisted in keeping their heads there had been no world-shaking discoveries made in the last week or so the public no longer believed that changing a screw thread is exactly a scientific breakthrough no real or imagined scandals seemed of such journalistic stature as to work the public into a frenzy of intolerance for one another's aberrations in such a dry spell even advertisers were beginning to question circulation figures and editors were racking their brains for a strong hate symbol to create interest the delayed report from eden came as a summer shower that might be magnified into a flood eden silent quickly overcame colony feared lost and progressed normally to colony wiped out that there was no proof of loss or destruction bothered no one in journalism if it turned out this way they'd have been on top of the news and if it didn't well who remembers yesterday's headlines in the press of today's new hate and panic the public with an established addiction to ever-increasing daily doses of sensationalism and deprived of its shots through this dry spell snapped out of its apathy to greet this new thrill with voracious calls to editors wires to congressmen telegrams to the administration what are we doing about this colony that has been wiped out where is our space battle fleet who is going to be punished it was an overnight sensation and on this morning following the news leak there could even be seen some secretaries to the writers for top commentators and columnists in the crowded press room naturally these stood in little groups apart and associated only with each other to maintain the literary tradition of proper insulation from the realities of what was going on in the rest of the world obviously no first-rate writer could have afforded an appearance in person not only because of damage to his status lest it be noted he was doing his own spade work but more important first-hand observation might limit his capacity for rationalizing the situation into the mold demanded by the bias 
of his commentator or columnist it was always difficult to maintain author integrity when the facts did not support the sensationalism required by the employers and best not to put oneself in such a position now two of these secretaries could be seen over in the corner of the press room exchanging their views probing one another for information no one thought it was curious they weren't trying to get the information from the source for everyone in journalism understands the importance lies in what the competition is going to say not in what happened how long has it been since the first message came through or didn't fourteen hours about we could have had a rescue fleet out there by now to rescue em from what whatever's wrong i understand an assistant attorney general is checking into it so gunderson's still gunning for the ease eh has he ever let up since he became attorney general gripes his soul he can't arrest him for not doing what he wants or for doing what he doesn't want how'd they ever get immunity anyhow skip class that day in history must have vague myself right after the insurrection it seems there were two powers russia and america the people of the world got fed up gave a pox to both their houses boiled over formed a world government somehow the scientists got in their licks in the turmoil pointed out that scientists who have to confine their discoveries to what suits the ideology of the non-scientists can only find limited solutions quite a deal could only happen in a world turmoil when everything is fluid anyhow they got away with it for a certain group extrapolators had to be free to extrapolate without fear of reprisal boy something imagine take any dame you want nobody can squawk take any money riches you want nobody can stop it funny thing nothing like that happens idea seems to be that when you don't have to fight against restrictions they aren't important anymore at least not for an e guess that's why one of them pointed out that police are the major cause of crime whether he's right or wrong that's what sent gunderson into a tailspin i wouldn't be surprised that he's a little hipped on that subject he'll get em one of these days even an e can make a mistake and when one of em does he'll be there i don't know the public has lots of hero worship for the e pretty tough for any politician to buck that the public you know as well as i do they think what we tell them to think you and me you think that's why he's got a man out there on this eden thing looking for a mistake maybe maybe not he just never passes up a chance that maybe this time he can grab something between gunderson and the e's i'll take the e's your boss feel the same way far as i know but if your boss changed his mind you would have an agonizing reappraisal well sure a guy's gotta eat end of chapter five of eight keys to eden by mark clifton read by dale grothman